Okay, how are we feeling, children? We doing okay? Well done, good, okay. Gonna do a little social experiment on you all. Hope you don't mind. I haven't ran this, I haven't risk assessed it. I haven't run it by the necessary people. No, it's not, that. it's not like that. Can you turn to the person next to you in a minute and answer the question, who are you? It can be the person next to you, you know, if that's your wife or your husband, or it can be somebody around you that you don't know. And you're going to ask the question in a minute, who are you? And then if you've been asked that question, can you answer with as much detail as you can in 30 seconds, okay? Go. Okay. <clears throat> we genuinely meant as well, if you are visiting, you can stick around for the church picnic and we can answer that question in even more detail. I wonder how you answered that question. Who are you? Who are you? As I came in this morning, actually, I saw lots of faces that I didn't know. And I was asking the question, who are you? Clearly, lots of people from North Carolina and Texas. Praise God. Welcome. Who are you? It's a really important question, though. Who are you? Who are you? Now, I wonder how you answered that question or how you heard the other person answer the question. Now, what's the first thing that you might say when somebody asks, who are you? If I say, who are you? What's the first thing you might say? Blur. <laughs> that is not what I expected. That is not what I had in the script. <laughs> if I were to ask you, who are you? What might you say? Your name. Yeah, your name would be one of the first things that you might say. Then you might say where you're from. I'm from Scotland, or I'm from England, or I'm from North Carolina, whatever it might be. You then might say uh, one of your favorite things that you like to do, like we heard Austin. He's a gardener. Austin, come and chat to me afterwards. We can talk gardening. I absolutely love gardening. Now, these things are really important. Your name, we don't want to forget people's names, do we? That's awkward when you do that. Uh, and these other bits of information, they're important about you. What school you go to, what things you like, like Paw Patrol and things like this. But they only describe things about you. They don't really say who you are. Who you are at the core of your being. Now, there are lots of different people trying to figure out who you are and who they are. School teachers, friends, people on the internet, famous people. How do we find out who we are? Well... That's what today is about. I am going to tell you something, kids, really, and adults, really important today. It is the most important thing about you. And do you know what? Even if I've never met you before, I know that this is the most fundamental thing about you because the Bible tells me so, okay? And for this, I'm going to need some help, okay? I'm going to need somebody to come up onto the platform and help me as we think, as we figure out, answering this question, who are you now? The person that comes up does need to be able to read. 
Egyptian. No, that's not true. <laughs> they just need to be able to read normal English. Can I have a volunteer, please, to somebody who's willing to come up? Grace, can you, can, can you, can she read? Let's give it a go. Okay, next slide, please. <clears throat> okay. Right. On the screen, I don't know if you can see it, some words are going to come. Can you, can you read them? Let me get you a microphone. Ready? Can you see them okay? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Give it a go. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image and likeness. Well done. Fantastic. <laughs> One more. That was Genesis 1.26. Fabulous. Now the next one. Okay. Ready? So is? God created human beings in his image. In his image of God created them. He created them male and female. Wonderful. So well read. Thank you. Now, yeah, that's what... Oh, no, 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 no. Stay, stay. I need your help still. I need your help. We've got a box to look into, which is slightly exciting, right? What was that word that you said that was repeated a couple of times in there that was a little bit tricky? What was it? Image. Image. That was right. Human beings are made in God's image. Now, here's a question. Do you, what do you think that might mean? Don't worry if you don't know. That's okay. Great. Should we have a look at this? What? What's this? It's a mirror. That's right. Mirror. So can everybody, children, can you do the Makaton sign for mirror for me? Mirror. Come on. Mirror. Repeat after me. Mirror. Yeah, mirror. Great. Wonderful. So human beings are made in God's image. It's a little bit like a mirror. What does a mirror do? It reflects yourself. It reflects things. Well, wonderful. Well done. I'm so glad I chose you to help me. This is great. Okay. <laughs> So then, to be made in God's image is to reflect God like a mirror. Do this with me, children. I'm going to be, we're going to be doing this a few times, okay? And adults, thank you. Right, so, so the question is, in what ways then do we reflect God like a mirror? Well, here's way number one. What does that look like? That's a handshake. That's a handshake, ready? Well done. Okay, where's the thing? Okay, this is one of these. Ready? So, if you can't see that all the way at the back because you've not got impeccable vision, it's two hands shaking. Okay? So, one of the ways that human beings made in God's image reflect God like a mirror is through relationships. Can we do this, children? Hands together through relationships. Well done. Thank you. Okay. Now, so we reflect God made in his image, through relationships. Relationships with who? Well, off, who, who, what was that? With God, yes. That first and foremost, I did not prime her to say that. First and foremost, the primary relationship, children, the number one relationship that we were made to reflect God was in a relationship with God. And so, children, we we reflect God, being in his image, through a relationship with him by, firstly, obeying his word, loving him. The next chapter of Genesis, which we don't have on the screen, uh, talked about when God made Adam and Eve and he placed them in a garden. Then what happened? He, he told them something. Who can remember? Yeah. Not to eat from a tree. 
not to eat from a tree. Well done. From the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well done. And so they had to, in their relationship with God, they had to obey his word. Now, did they do that? No, we'll get to that bit in a minute. That's great. Okay, so human beings were made in God's image to reflect God by being in relationship with God, uh, but they also were to be in relationship with others. So God made us, God designed us. The first and primary relationship that we were made to, uh, to be in was with God, made in God uh, as we're made in God's image. But secondly, we were also to be in relationship with other human beings. Okay, next slide, please. Okay, thank you. Can you read that for us again? That'd be great. Ready? You blessed them and said, have many children and grow in number, fill the earth and be its master. Well done, fantastic. Thank you so much. <clears throat> so we read earlier that human beings were made male and female. And so there's something beautiful and good about being made male and female that reflects God. Humans reflect God's image as they live as male and female. Uh, and then the verse that Grace just read to us says that they are to have many children and to grow and to fill the earth. And so it's through good relationships with one another, male and female human beings, that we reflect God's image by, fulfilling, by filling the earth. Wonderful. Okay, so we reflect God's image by being in relationship with who? God. With God. And we reflect God's image by being in relationship with who? God. Yes, and one another. Well done. And each other. Wonderful. Okay, this is the last thing I'm going to ask you to get out of box number one, okay? So... We reflect God's image by being in relationship. We also reflect God's image another way. Would you get this for me? Wonderful. What's that? A it's a crown, isn't it? Should we put, can you reach up here to pop it on his head? I don't know if you can do that. Oh, ready? Jump. There we go. Fabulous. Look at that. Now, okay, theologically, God's the king, I know, but I couldn't think of a better image. So... We reflect, we reflect God's image by being in relationship, but also by ruling. Okay, can you do that with me, please? Also by ruling. Okay, next slide, please. You can go and sit down. You've been a superstar. Thank you so much. Can I have a round of applause? Well done. Thank you. Genesis said, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, let them rule over all the tame animals and all, uh, over all the earth and over all the small crawling animals on the earth. And so we reflect God's image by, by ruling, by ruling over creation, by looking after the creatures, okay? Um, so we reflect, God's, uh, we reflect God by ruling creation. Okay, so this is a picture of who we are, made in God's image. Uh, we, we reflect him, children, show me reflection. By, what do we do? We reflect God by being in relationship. And we reflect God being in his image as we rule. Well done, thank you so much. How's that going, guys, overall? in the world. Thumbs up or thumbs down? It's 
probably not going too well, is it? No. You see, the issue is we've been made in God's image. Uh, We've been made for relationships and to rule, but the reality is this. Human beings failed. We're made in God's image to, uh, to be in relationship with him and to rule under his good care, but we've failed. Uh, instead of finding our identity in what God has said, in obeying his word, instead of having healthy and good relationships with God and with other people, we've found other things to base our identity in to answer that question, who are you? And for this, I'm going to need another helper, please. Not not you. Come on. Thank you so much. Okay. So, there are some other things that human beings have found to place their identity in rather than in, uh, in obeying God in having good relationships with God and with others, and in uh, ruling the creation well and under God's care. What are some of these other things? What's that? Would you pick up that thing for me? Great. Yeah, that's great. Wonderful. What's this? What does this say? Certificate of Achievement. Yeah. This award is presented to you. To you, yeah. So this is a Certificate of Achievement, okay? We found all kinds of other things to place our identity in. Achievement... Uh, being the best. And so, rather than finding our identity in a relationship with God, actually, we end up focusing on self and self alone. We want to be the best at school. We want to be the best on our team. And we don't tend to care about God or to care about others. We just focus on the self. Okay, what's another thing that sometimes we can face, place our identity in? Uh, these ones. One here. Can you stick that on for me, do you think? Try and stick it on the clothes. We'll do it together, yeah? Other things that we care about are the opinions of others. And so rather than having healthy and good relationships with other people, actually we care too much about their opinions. We let too many of their thoughts and their ideas shape us and not what God says. And so we focus on achievement rather than healthy relationships with God. We focus on self. We focus on uh, the opinions of others rather than uh, having right and healthy relationships with others. And lastly, we can find our identity or we can answer that question, who are you? Um, We can stick it on top of here. That's fine. Stick it in there. Based on how we feel. Maybe... Our emotions or our, or our inner feelings or our thought life can shape who we are and, and who we think we are more than what God's word says. Go on, you can, you can do it, you're strong. That's it, don't hurt yourself, thank you. Okay, that's brilliant, you can sit down now, thank you for your help. <laughs> but you see, when we live in a way 
When we live in a way that God has said is not good, or when we try to live in a way that isn't the way God's word says, it not only makes us sad, but it's impossible. It's like an earthworm trying to do... Or a potato trying to... Or it's like a mountain trying to... Exactly, those things are impossible, right? When we live in a way that God's word doesn't say, or when we live against God's word, against what he says about who we are, when we value um, achievement more than a relationship with God, when we think of all the opinions of others, like our school friends and what friends at work might think, that is a way that's against God's word, and so it's an unhelpful way to live. We call that sin, okay? Sin keeps us looking away from what God says about us, from away from the truth of what God says about us, and towards other things, towards self, towards other people, and towards unhelpful things. What we need, boys, girls, friends, families, we need a fresh start, don't we? We need a, we need a do-over. We need a remake. We need someone to come and to fix us and to kind of take us back to the beginning. Well, praise God, that did happen. I'm going to need just one final volunteer, please. Somebody that hasn't done it already before. Can you come up for me, please? Hi. Do you mind us with your name? What's your name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming. Elspeth, thank you for coming to help us. Okay, Elspeth, right. Would you go into box number three for us? And would you get out this thing here? What's this? A mirror. This is a mirror. Is it broken? No. It's not broken, is it? It's an unbroken mirror. Who expected that? Magic trick as well. Okay. <laughs> what we need, what we needed and what we need is someone who could come and show us how to be truly human. In Genesis, the, the blessing that God gave Adam, the command that he gave, Adam failed. Adam was the one who smashed the mirror. What we needed is we needed someone to come and to show us what it truly looked like to be truly human. What it looked like to be in an unbroken relationship with God. What it looked like to be in a healthy and unbroken relationship with other human beings. Who falls out with friends at school? Yeah. Who sometimes ignores parents? Who sometimes ignores God? Yeah. And so what we need is someone to show us how to live that perfect life, the life that we were designed to do. And amazingly, Jesus, the Son of God, came as that perfect human. The Bible calls him the the last Adam. He came to do what Adam couldn't do. Hebrews describes him as the image of God, the exact representation of his being. And he came to show us, reveal to us God and to reveal what it looked like to live a perfect human life. But he didn't only do that. He wasn't just an example for us. What else did he come to do? He came to save us, Grace. Absolutely. And how did he come to save us? Would you show us, Elspeth, how, how the Bible describes how Jesus came to save us? He came to live a perfect life. But he came to die on the cross. He reflected God perfectly because he was God. He reflected human beings perfectly. He came and demonstrated what perfect humanity looked like. 
He related to others perfectly. And then, having lived that perfect life, he voluntarily went to the cross. And you see, boys and girls, on that cross, what Jesus did was he took all of our sin, not his own. He took all of our sin, all of the the sinful opinions of others that we care about, all of the times that we break God's law, all of the times that we hurt our friends at school, all of the times that we don't do what we should, all of the, uh, all of the times that we don't listen to our mummies and daddies, all of the times that we ignore God, all of the, the unhelpful emotions that we feel, all of the confusion and the brokenness, all of the misplaced focus, whether it's on achievement of self or whatever it might be, all of this stuff we call sin, And he took it upon himself on the cross. He gave us the perfect life as an example. And then he gave us the perfect, what we call, sacrificial death. But the amazing thing is that Jesus didn't stay dead, did he? What happened three days later? He rose again. He rose from the dead. He rose from the grave. And now he lives forever. Because he's mighty, exactly. Thank you, Elspeth. Take a seat. You've been so helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so now Jesus, as he lives now forever, he's given us an example of how to live a perfect human life in his word. And so what we need to do is we need to follow him. We need to say sorry for our sins, be trusting in him, and then look into his example in his word. And he promises that by his spirit, he will help us to live the human lives that we were designed to live. You've been fantastic at listening. I am so grateful. If you want to come and uh, chat with me about anything, uh, there's a wonderful verse in the book of Colossians um, that says this. Put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So boys, girls, families, friends, when you place your trust in Jesus, when you say sorry for your sins, when you look to him, what happens on the cross, what Jesus took away becomes a reality for you. And God sends his spirit to live in your life and he helps you to live the life that you were designed to live. A life that's filled with the fruit of the Spirit that we just sang about. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. Which against these things, there's, there's, there's no law. There's nothing against these things because they're good. But the way that we can live out the fruit of this Spirit is by trusting in the one who bore, who took our pain and our sin and our brokenness to the cross and rose again. The one who truly reflects God the one who truly reveals what true humanity should look like. We're going to do something new just now. Um, For the next couple of minutes, in your family groups, whether it's mums and dads or granddads and grannies or friends or brothers and sisters or whatever, if you're here uh, just uh, on your own today, then turn to the person next to you. And we're going to have some questions up on the screen. And it'll be really good for especially parents, as you are the experts on your children, You are the ones who are going to be the primary disciplers. Would you work through these questions with your teachers? And church family, could we work through these questions with one another? And it's essentially just building on, trying to consolidate, um, trying to think about what we've just learned in this talk. And it will help us remember it. So in in a few minutes' time, I'll call us back, pray, and then we can sing together.